I'm Ed Sardin from Uprofoot24 here again with my 16th episode of Meeting the 92. My sort of travels around England look just sharing all the great stories going on in the English game. Now I've come to one club today where I really couldn't have timed it any better. It's after real difficult dark period that I'm hoping to learn a bit more about today. Uh, Swindon Town has turned the corner hopefully on a, a more positive journey. And I'm joined with by Stuart Bullard from the Swindon Supporters Trust uh, today to, to give us more insight about the whole story and just Swindon in general. Because for me personally, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out, out there who don't quite remember this, but if asked of members, the original members of the Premier League, is, am I right there, Stuart, that Swindon, was Swindon, was it the year before the Premier League it started? Was a, it, was a, it was a year after, 93, 94, we were, yeah. we were in the Premier League, so I believe the Premier League started the, the season before, so yeah, just, just after. Yeah, it's, it's one of those clubs that everyone forgets we're even in the Premier League, with, managed by Glenn Hoddle. It, it was a brief then. stint. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, it was a brief stint, but yeah, you, it was, uh, it was fantastic. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really good, thanks, Adam. As you say, um, we've turned a corner somewhat in the last uh, week or so. Um, yeah, just to just to give you some of the background, we've uh, we've had an owner in place uh, since 2013 by the name of Lee Power. Um, certainly, in recent years, be uh, 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 become a bit of a divisive figure. Um, uh, and uh, that culminated in, in some court cases uh, last year, where it was it became evident that that the original um, way he became owner of the club has been called into question by by the football association, the governing body, um, and that that ownership um, uh, dispute is still ongoing. So it, it's with. Um, it's between Lee Power and and a chap called Michael Standing, who was a football agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an agent of uh, former England international Gareth Barry. For those those who are familiar with with, with him, um, and it dates back to 2013 when when Lee Power originally bought the club. Um, the the uh, Lee Power is alleging that uh, he took some money from. Um, Gareth Barry directly uh, to buy Swindon Town Football Club in uh, money in, in the region of £800,000, we believe. Um, uh, Gareth Barry denies that. He claims it gave, he gave it to Michael Standing. Um, the issue with from the, from the FA's perspective is that uh, it's against their regulations for either a player or an agent as which both of them were at the time, have, have any involvement in owning football clubs because of the potential conflict of interest. So, mm-hmm. so that came to light um, last year, um, and that's and that that particular court case is ongoing. Since then, um, you know, Lee Power has not run the club in a way that um, fans. Uh, would would expect from from an owner probably it predates that to be fair in terms of the openness and engagement that 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 he hasn't shown at all um he he's we actually came last in a 
in a recent survey on um, fan engagement of all 92 clubs. So that, that kind of brings it home, really. It really does. Um, so it, it, it kind of papered over the crap, uh, over the cracks uh, the season before last when we when we won the League Two title. That was a season that that was stopped short due to COVID. So it kind of, it, it kind of sort of glossed over things for some fans for for a time. Um, but then it became very apparent um, the following season, which 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 was a season when for you know, almost all of the games no fans were were in the ground. Um, that that he wasn't he wasn't prepared to put any more investment in the club. Uh, the squad that that achieved that formation was was disbanded. Mm-hmm. Um, virtually none of the players were were, were retained. Um, certainly a lot of them were lost. Um, and we had a, we had a dreadful season. And it, and it and it kind of it was very very evident that Lee Power had lost all interest in in kind of investing any more money in this club and was trying to sell. Now, the we during this period we've had a minority shareholder uh, who had fifteen percent of the club, a, a, a chap called Clem Morfuni, who's an Australian businessman. Now. He is almost a polar opposite to Lee Power in terms of engagement. He 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 will go out and speak to the fan groups, and he has done. Um, he'll you know fans stop him in the in the street. He'll be more than welcome you know to have a chat with him. He's done all the local radio, everything you you would you would want from an owner. Um, and, and we as a trust have been supporting Clemore Fooney in his in his bid to take ownership of the club from from Lee Power. Uh, and and uh, I'm really pleased to say that 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 happened uh, last week, uh, and um, we have now got yeah an owner that we think we can move forward with and and, and provide that open engagement and transparency and also investment you now that's been sadly lacking for some time. Um, and, and part of the reason we're so confident is not only as 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 Clemmelfuni taken over he's also employed our former um vice chairman on the on the uh, supports trust uh, rob angus he's also he, he's he's now left the trust and become ceo of swindon town football club and oh, rob good. is a lifelong swindon fan mm-hmm. so yeah he he is only going to act in the best interest of the football club so we know it's we know all of the promises that clem made in advance are going to happen now because there's no way he would support he would he would appoint someone like rob uh, to run his to run his company for him if if he wasn't going to do that because Rob you know as I said Rob's a life lifelong fan so fantastic news for for us uh, Swindon fans um, the future looks a lot more positive than it did a few weeks ago um, but um, but there are still many challenges because because of the chronic lack of investment uh, we we haven't even got enough contracted players to field field a team right now and the season starts in less than two weeks so uh, we didn't have a manager we didn't have an assistant manager we didn't have any coaches those vacancies have all been filled now thankfully yeah Clem Morfuni is, is clearly would had you know plans set aside to 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 um, ensure that uh, yeah he, he hit the ground running as soon as he took ownership of the club um, but but we're still lacking we're still lacking a lot of players and we're still you know he, he has inherited a lot of debt as well and that, that that needs to be cleared so there's there's loads of work to be done but um we are in a much much better place than we were before ah well that's i mean a great 
great news. It's great to be on the start of that journey. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I remember Swindon's appearance in the Premier League back back in the day. Show my age here, I know, but it's you know, really really do belong a lot further up the pyramid than than where you are now. So hopefully you'll back be back there. So sooner, sooner the better. Sooner the better. Yeah, one day you never know. You never know. <laughs> it'll be it'll be great. It'll be absolutely great. Now I, I mentioned the obviously the ownership issue um, with the stadium. Was that included in the deal? Is that now also in uh, Clem's hands, or how? how no, does that so, work? so the stadium is is owned by Swindon Borough Council, okay. uh, who, who lease the stadium to to the club. Um. However, uh, one of one of the things that um, the Swindon Town Supports Trust have been working out on over the last few years is a joint venture agreement between supporters and uh, the owner of the football club, and its mm-hmm. owner agnostic, um, to to purchase the ground from Swindon Borough Council uh, uh, under a under as I say under a joint venture agreement, so so a, an umbrella company, whereby. Um, any uh, lease payments will be reinvested back into the ground um, to for ongoing maintenance and improvement. So um, that wasn't ever going to happen under under Lee Powers' yeah. um, tenure because, um, quite simply, um, we didn't feel that, that that was someone that we could we could work with uh, once the recent issues around the courts um, the court cases mm-hmm. came to light. Um, However, now that Clem Morfuni's in charge, it's absolutely something that we want to progress um, in the in the near future. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully we can do that. And then once once um, there is a joint ownership of the ground, then um, you know, it, it can be developed into a more modern stadium uh, and, and sort of provided facilities that that, w- that would be a bit more fitting of a of a club of our size. It is a little bit run down the stadium uh, in in parts. Um, and it does need does need development. Yeah, I was gonna gonna ask you about that feed feed sort of feeding my groundhopper nerdy nerdiness there a little bit. So I it's it's one of the few grounds in England that I haven't been to. But whenever I see it, they'll see. Oh, wait, is is your way end still open there? Is, is, or has that been? Yeah. So- so there's there's two sections where the away fans sit. So there's there's the kind of um, one of the main the main stand uh, down the side uh, towards the end of that stand is a seated covered area for away fans. Um, oh, uh, uh, but if there's if there's more fans than than uh, more away fans in that area can cope with them, then there's, there's an end uh, known as the Stratton Bank, which, as you quite rightly say, is, is open. Um, so uh, not great if it's a uh, cold, wet. <laughs> Windy day in January uh, for those away fans, um, and, and and that is one, yeah, that is one of the improvements that, that, that you know we're keen to make. We, we we've had an initiative to try and put a roof on that stand for some time, um, for the reasons I've already talked about. It's not it's not it's not come to fruition, but that would be a a priority for any stadium develop, uh, development. Absolutely. It'd be on be honest with me now, sure. When it's when it's a derby day, do you tell the opposition fans that the the main stand's closed and they have to go behind the goal? Well, <laughs> so, so when is it when it's a derby day, um there's enough away fans that they, that they have to go on that bank anyway. So, you know, 
sympathy is probably in short supply <laughs> on those particular occasions, I think is fair to say, yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant, really, really. Now, for people who don't know sort of the geography of, of, of the area, we talk about Derby Day, who is, who is it we're referring to? Who are those sort of arch rivals? So, so the arch rivals, the biggest rivals are Oxford. Mm-hmm. Um that is that is a that is quite an intense intense rivalry. Surprisingly, so I think some people find how how much uh, intensity there is in in that, in that rivalry. But certainly, uh, it's it's kind of always been Oxford, and 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 um, yeah, unfortunately they they will be in a different league to us this season after yeah. following our relegation. Um, um, but that is that is always a yeah, it's always a very very lively game and a, and a great atmosphere. So it's a shame that we won't have that. Uh, this season, um, they're certainly the main rivals. There are some others. When I when I was um, uh, growing up watching Swindon in the in the sort of mid to late eighties and nineties, um, Bristol City was always a big a big rivalry as well. Um, that's kind of been tempered a little bit because we haven't been in the same league as Bristol City mm-hmm. for for a number of years now. Um, Bristol Rovers is also a rivalry as well. Uh, they are in our league. Uh, this season they got relegated alongside us. Um, they will bring they will bring a, a, a big number of fans down when we play them, uh, and, and vice versa. So that'll be a good derby. Uh, you know, there's, there's, in terms of local rivalry, those are the key ones. There's also a strange one with with Gillingham that which is a bit is a bit odd and a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a doesn't make a lot of sense from a from a, a geographical perspective. But but yeah, they they certainly Oxford is is the main. Uh, the main rival. How far is it between the between the two? Is it? I didn't. I just see for me, uh, even I don't think of it as being too close. Yeah, so Ox- Oxford, uh, Swindon. I want to say is about thirty-five miles. Okay, right, um, so it's about 40, 40, 45 minute drive. It's not not far at all. Ah, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, uh, sorry. I I always like a good derby day. <laughs> yeah, great, no. Great they, they, that that derby game is is something to behold. Actually, it's um, the atmosphere is electric, and I know, yeah, lo- lots of fans will say the same about their own derby day. And I'm not saying it's more intense or or less intense than any of those. But but for for, for Swin and Oxford fans, that is that is the game of the season. I can ask. I mean, on a on a normal match day, do the supporters make a good noise? Is there- where do where where do your noisy fans sort of tend to congregate? Is it behind the goal? So, or? Yeah, they'll be they'll be uh, in in the town end, which is the opposite end to the Stratton Bank, mm. um, and it's kind of it, it has changed. Yeah, over over the years, it's it's kind of moved around a little bit, but but it's mainly been congregated in that area. Um, the the atmospheres will depend on on how well we're doing. I think it, it's fair to say. Um, there's some good diehard fans in there that will, that will, you know, try and make a noise regardless. Um, but you know, I don't think I'd, we're, we're too different to, to any other um, grounds really, and, and fans really. You know, when times are going well, the, you know, the county ground could be rocking. Um, other times, it can be it could be a lot quieter. So, yeah, it, there, there is a good sort of diehard fan base, as I say. Probably, yeah, it, 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 you you'll get. Four, five, six thousand going, no matter what league we're in, how well we're doing, um, and they're, they're they're pretty hardy. But then, depending on how well we're doing, you'll get yeah, you'll get quite a few extra thousand people 
attending. So, I mean, Lee, when we won the League Two title, we had um, uh, we got uh, fourteen thousand, I think, against Exeter, which is near capacity. I mean, in League Two, that's that's pretty good going. Yeah, it's huge. That's pretty it? good. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good attendance. But yeah, that was a kind of top of the table crash when we were flying high. Um, ordinarily, we would average sort of seven seven thousand in 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 the lower leagues. Um, this season would be interesting. Um, everyone's kind of slightly cautious about how we're going to do on the pitch, and many people are talking that survival will be will be a, a result, and that sounds. A bit of an odd thing to say about Swindon. I'm not trying to make out we're we're Barcelona, but in League Two we're a fairly decent it's sized yeah. club. Um, um, yet, you know, we haven't got enough players to, to fill a team at the moment. So, with two weeks away from the season, we are expecting a bit of a slow start and a bit of a tough season. Um, so. Yeah, you might expect crowds to be down, but at the same time, there's a hell of a lot of optimism about the new owner, and and you can kind of sense it on the social media and and, and you know various other platforms where people are ready to get behind the team. Now, I just hope it lasts if if we have a bit of a slow start, but I, I think that first home game under new ownership, I think we'll get a decent crowd. I think we'll get a bit of a bumper crowd. Oh, definitely so, definitely so. I mean, people. I, sometimes I feel like people, in, even in England, don't realise how competitive it is. And you mentioned Bristol Rovers there. I remember Bristol Rovers dropping into the into the conference, and Notts County are there now, and Wrexham have been there for donkeys years. And these big clubs, it is so hard at times. League yeah. Two is such a dogfight, and if if a club falls into a difficult, you know, difficult period of it, of its existence can very easily fall through that trap door and it's yeah absolutely if you, you look you look at that the national league yeah three quarters of those teams have been in the football league at some point yeah yeah it's, it's, it can easily be easily done as you say Notts county you know oldest team in the football league or were um you know dropped out is yeah it, yeah you've got to earn your right to stay in league two and and i think swindon have got uh yeah, I've got a tough season ahead of them. Well, hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully the positivity will keep going. Well, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't want to sound negative, just kind of a bit, bit of realism in yeah. there. I think, you know, it, what really the message is, is to our fans is stick with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Now let's, I mean, let's have a little talk about um, yourself first of all. Well, obviously you've, with your work with the Supporters Trust. How, how did you get involved with the Supporters Trust, first of all, and how long has the Supporters Trust there been, been in existence at Swindon? Why, why, you know? so, so the Trust itself has been around since 2001. Uh, I haven't been involved in it for anything like that amount of time. I've only been involved for, for, for a couple of years. Uh, and my involvement really stemmed from um, my interest in getting this deal to, to purchase a county ground over the line and, and see if there was any way I could help uh, primarily in, in, in that. But but as soon as I joined, I kind of realised there was much more to to the trust than, than that one initiative. And uh, and I've really kind of thrown myself into it and and got involved in it in any way that I can, really. Um, the first year was was principally about that, but then it, it very quickly snowballed into, into this ownership kind of 
wrangle and become uh, quite a big job. I, I think my fellow trust board members would would probably agree with me that um, they've never been busy as busy as they have had been in the last in the last few months, um, where we've done huge amounts of media, huge amounts of of, of um, uh, uh, written articles. Um, we got to the point where we um, felt we had to boycott matches if Lee Power was still in charge. So that was something that, that we were prepared to do. Um, so we were preparing for how that would work. Um, thankfully, we never got to that stage, and we're all going to be watching football this season. But that that yeah, it, things got that bad. We were prepared to to kind of um, go to those lengths, and, and and we got some great advice from. Uh, the Blackpool Supports Trust. I should mention them really because they were they were they were fantastically supportive, and of course they had their own mm-hmm. boycott against against their owners, the Oystons, which which lasted for I think I'm right in saying for four years, which was you know just a scary amount of time um, to not watch the club that you you know, you support. Um, but ultimately it was successful. So so yeah, we 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 took some advice from them. Um, but but uh, as I say, thankfully it, it it never got to that stage. So now attention has sort of moved back to well, okay, for all of, all of the things that we wanted to do but couldn't do because Lee Power was in charge. What can we what can we restart the ground? I've already ground purchase. I've already talked about, but loads of community based um, initiatives that, that really fell by the wayside, like schools football, improving the disabled facilities, ways of improving the atmosphere and fan engagement. You know it. it we want to make it a, a a club that's at the heart of the community again, and that's you know it hasn't been that for for, for a long time. I oh, will wish you the best of luck. Wish you the best of luck for Thank it. You. you know, it's 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 great to see. I was, so you you answered my next question there, where I was going to ask, did the community oh, okay. trust fall by the wayside? <laughs> but yeah, I I imagined it did. You know, sort of hearing the stories of of Lee Power, but yeah. I mean, fingers crossed. There's so many great programs going on across the UK with with fan fan engagement and sort of community outreach. What's the gen? Can I ask what's the general mood in the town towards the club? You mentioned sort of average attendance is six seven thousand. Are yeah. is it is it a battle in Swindon to get sort of youngsters into the club? Are they drawn away by the the Champions League guys and things like that? Or yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and that, yeah, we won't be alone in that in in the lower leagues, yeah. as I'm sure you can appreciate it. You know, it, it, it's you see a lot of kids wearing yeah you know, United shirts, Man City shirts, Liverpool shirts, whatever it might be, and you're always going to have that. Um, but you know what we do, we absolutely recognise that that you know getting the kids through the door is is massive, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you've yeah. got you've got to generate those fans in the future. So, you know, that'll be a that'll be a huge part of, of any um strategy that, that both Claire Morfuni and ourselves kind of buy into. Um, you know, so you know, getting players out to schools as an example, running running, you know, training matches and, and you know, just getting kids through the door. And I mean that because that's how I you know, that's how I became a swimmer fan. My dad started taking me, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know, it, it, it's kind of most people will be like that. It, it, it kind of sticks with you then, and you, you know the, the clubs in your blood kind of thing. And, and 
you know, the yeah. thought of supporting anyone else doesn't really come into it. Okay. Um, you have a great experience, you want to go back, and that's it. That's yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it is it is linked to, in some ways, it's linked to the, to the you know, the, the standard of the football, but in other ways, it's, it's completely irrelevant. It's about the social aspect and, and the fact that you're spending time with your family or, or, or friends or, you know, and you're having, you're having a good time and, you know, and actually, in my mind, watching football live is so much better than watching it on the TV. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do watch it on the TV. I watch, you know, watch a fair bit, but I'd much rather be in a ground um, watching watching football live. Well, I mean, can I, I, think, ask... I think that's what a lot of kids, a lot, a lot of kids yeah. miss out on. If you know, they never only ever, they only ever watch it, watch the Premier League on Sky. It's it's a sad sad situation, isn't it? I mean, as a local yeah. league fan myself. I think it's nothing, nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. Uh, can I ask you, obviously you mentioned there about watching it on TV during during the the pandemic era and the lockout and the like. It, was it a similar thing with with Lee Power being in, in charge? That like I'm hearing a lot of stories of clubs supporting the local community during the COVID, COVID sort of pandemic, especially when it was at the worst. Did the supporters trust do anything there to support the local community or? I, I assume that from the club itself, there was wasn't so much going on. We we weren't in a position to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Power, um, this is sound like a dramatic word, but he excommunicated us. Yeah, um, he had nothing. He, he didn't want anything more to do with us. Um, after after it became uh, apparent that we were going to throw our weight behind Clem Morfuni uh, and his bid to buy the club, so even before that, we had a fairly um, uh, strained relationship with with, with Lee Power uh, and and the club, so yeah, they, those kind of initiatives were so difficult to 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 kind of do really. Um, so yeah, not an awful lot, as I said before, not an awful lot of community based work has been going on for some time, and 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 we're and we're desperate to kind of address that now. Ah, uh, great, good to hear, good to hear. Now. Let's finish off on a, a slightly lighter note, and it, well, it's still a very important one for every football fan, well, most football fans listening. Where do you guys go for a pint before the game? Where's, where's the best place to have a beer in Swindon? <laughs> to, to get the pre-game atmosphere we're talking about. Now, yeah. you, know, you know, Stuart, that going to a game, you like to, a bit of, bit of banter before the match with your mates. It's it, Nothing beats it. So where would so, you go? Um, yeah. So, I mean, my days of going for a pre pre match pint are fairly limited these days, <laughs> I have to say. Um, but when I used to, it used to def- absolutely be part of the, the ritual. Uh, and I would ordinarily go to um, a, a pub called the Merlin, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite good actually. They, they do allow away fans in the Merlin, but it's always fairly uh, fairly well spirited, uh, except maybe when Oxford are here. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, but a lot of fans will also go to the County Ground Hotel, which is which is right on site of the ground, as as you would expect yeah. with a name like that. So yeah, that 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 would be the, and that's very much a home fan only pub. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so yeah, as you say, that yeah, can't beat a pint before the game. Um, oh. And that, those those are the, probably the two most popular pubs outside <laughs> the ground. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! No, it's it's always important to know you've got to know where to get. I always say two things: a decent pint. And a decent pie, and then you're set for any 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 yeah, game of football. Yeah, there's a good chippy just outside the 
the, the ground as well. So that's always pretty busy on on match day. Ah, um, brilliant! Yeah, get if you're ever down there, get get yourself in the morning. Um, it's got loads of big screens in there as well. You can watch watch the, uh, the the game on Sky before watching the real football down at the County Ground. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Well, I hope. I mean, everyone's hoping, obviously, that we can. Uh, are away fans allowed in matches this season? Is is so. so it's an interesting one. So I've seen reports about, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, and where where the government are in consultation with with the Premier League about. Uh, requiring COVID passports to enter football th- this this season. Now I don't think that's been confirmed. I don't think anything's been announced yet, but that that is a possibility. But I'm I'm expecting that um, it you know wh- whatever they decide, um, away fans will be allowed in the grounds, and it, you know it hopefully um, that is the case because it it, it it's uh, it will be weird I think without away fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just what you know, just watching the games on on Sky when they had no fans in there was was just a bit soul destroying um, yeah. for me personally. I, I, it, foot, yeah, it's a cliche. Many people have said it, but football really is nothing about fans. It, it's just mm. yeah, the Euros I think would have been awful without any fans, and it, um, it's uh, it makes it makes all the difference. So uh, yeah, I obviously I don't think any of us really know at this stage, but but I certainly think. The likelihood is the way fans will be allowed in grounds. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, hey, Stuart, it, it's great. It's great to hear you know such positivity coming from the club. I know when I talk to people at other clubs and we, you know Swindon's names mentioned, everyone I think the whole football footballing family is feeling a great sense of you know positivity towards Swindon happiness that the the corners corners been been turned there. So. Yeah, wish you best. Yeah. No, you've got I really little, appreciate that. Yeah. No, you've got a lot of hard work <laughs> ahead of you. But I'm I'm sure with the determination it's gonna things good times will be back soon enough. Yeah, no, I really I really appreciate that. And I will just sort of go on record that yeah, I mentioned Blackpool earlier. Mm. A number of supporters trusts have, 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 have been in touch with us and helped us over the last few months. And I just want to kind of say that yeah, there's a lot of rivalry out there amongst fans, but actually, when when you know when push comes to shove, they're all, they're all kind of in it together, really, and and, and all, particularly the trusts, they will they will they will talk to each other and really help each other out when they need to, and that's that's kind of yeah, it's quite reassuring. Yeah, it's I mean one one of the things I feel whilst doing podcasts like this to you that the, the football community gets a real bad press at times, and normally it's a few few mindless idiots. Uh, that tend to latch on that that cause it and the you know the general people within the footballing family are, are good natured with you know real good community spirit at heart so it's great it's great to hear you know of such an, another example of everyone sort of pulling together so it's good news it's a good news story absolutely yeah. <laughs> no i mean for people who are following in particular from overseas perhaps and they want to find out a bit more about swindon's story or and the work of the trust and that is there anywhere on social media that they can you know latch onto to get to to make contact yeah so we were on the on the usual um platforms so we've got twitter page facebook page we've got our own website uh trust stfc tv um, so there's plenty of places it can go to to find out a bit more about us, and you know, if anyone wants to 
to get in touch. I'll be more, we're, you know, we'll be more than happy to kind of answer any questions anyone might have. Ah, that's great. And uh, well, thank you for tonight. It's been great. I've I've really enjoyed. It. It's, yeah, it's great to hear the story. And for me, I, the bit about Gareth Barry was the bit. <laughs> I was like, I didn't realise that he he was I, Michael standing. Yeah, I knew I knew about that, but Gareth Barry bit that that caught me by surprise tonight as well. Yeah. So, so I mean. You know that that and that court case is still outstanding. So yeah. that there is an FA charge hanging over us, in, and we think that 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 case will be heard in September. And it remains to to be seen what the FA will do on the back of that on the back of that court case. Um, but but we're very much hoping uh, that that the, the if, if if there is any um, uh, guilt determined that, that, and that any punishment they dish out will be to the individuals themselves rather than the clubs and the current ownership, which would add absolutely nothing to do with those with those dealings. So we're optimistic that that will be the case. We've written to the EFL uh, to to kind of put our case forward. Um, so fingers crossed that that all works out for us because uh, yeah, we've 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 had a bit of a time of it, and and you know it'd be nice to look forward to a bit more of a positive future. Definitely, definitely. And so wish you wish you the best of luck with it. But that's it for today, everyone. Of course, uh, you can follow me across all the social medias as well at Ucrafot24. But till next time, it's been the 16th episode on the Meet in the 92. Uh, but till next one, take care, stay safe, and goodbye for now. <laughs>